Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. It's 10 p.m. and Pure Gold is live on the air for Thursday night, May 12, 2011. We've got a great show lined up for you as always. Welcome once again to the show that covers sports, life, and everything in between. My name is Joe, just Mrs. Buccino, and as always, the next fantasy phenom, the self-proclaimed man, myth, and living legend, my tag team partner and co-host, David Gomez, a.k.a. DG, a.k.a. The Great One. How you doing, sir? <laughs> I thought that was reserved for The Rock, but I guess you are the Great One. Well, he's the Croc, and I am the True Rock, sir. What can I say? There's no if ands, or buts about it. Yes, sir. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Excited about this show. Just came from the movies, considering my wife and I went out to the <laughs> dining theater, sir. Uh, uh, the one in West Orange? Yes, sir. I hope you give us a review about that tonight. I know you, we, we didn't get to your other movie review from yesterday, so uh, from Tuesday, so I hope that you get to uh, do two movie reviews. Oh, of course, sir, of course. So why don't we give out some contact information, and uh, if we do have a poll question of the week, why don't we just mention it to the audience? Well, we don't have a poll question of the week, because you know what? I don't give a crap. Our caller line, 714-364-4721. Our website, puregoldpg.com. And, of course, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and all that other crap through that website. It has a follow us tab on the side. If you'd like to write articles, if you'd like to be a part of our show, if you'd like to just give us money, because, of course, we take it, call us again at 714-364-4721. JB? Thank you, DG. And um, now at this moment, at 1002... Here on Pure Gold, I would like to ask you, DG, and the rest of the audience for a moment of silence. You gotta be kidding me. Oh my god. Fitz, can you cut this crap, Fitz, please? Yes, folks, last night was the end of an era in the basketball world for me, JB. DG, the Boston Celtics season was over as of last night. The Miami Heat won the series four games to one, but it goes beyond just last night. It goes just beyond this season. Folks, 
the four-year run of the big three is now over, and uh, I have to admit it, DG, I've come to the conclusion, and I think you'll agree to me, that this team was just got too old and too slow, and now that they didn't win this year, I think that their run is pretty much over. Any thoughts, I agree, sir? sir. I actually think that the Celtics should disband as a franchise and that you should just root for another team. They're done. It's over. See ya. Get them out. You know, it's a shame, Joe, because, again, I'm not a Celtics fan, but I... I you know, being your friend for all these many years, I've always wanted, you know, your teams to succeed. Unless it's the Giants, uh, the Jets against the Giants. You know, I root for your teams and the Giants are out. I want the Jets to win. I don't hate anybody. When it comes to the Celtics, you got that first title. I was thinking, you know what, this may be the start of something. Unfortunately, it wasn't. I mean, hell, at least they've been making it to the playoffs. At least they've been making it to the finals. At least they've been in such a position to do this. And it may not be over. I know you think that it is. They're old. They're getting up there, but they could be one more good year, sir. One more run left in the Celtics team. All they got to do is retool, lock it up, and ready to go. If I'm not mistaken, Doc Rivers decided he is going to come back. Am I correct, sir? You are, and um, I just want to give some positive notes, too. But first, I just want to give a little recap on the Boston Celtics. When they formed the Big Three in 2008, I actually thought that they would actually win it that year because I thought KG was the final piece to have a big man along with Paul Pierce and Ray Allen, you know, the scorers, I thought that, you know, they would win it. And actually they did gel and won a title. So in 08 they did. In 2009 I thought they had a great shot to repeat, but then KG got hurt in February and then was lost for the rest of the year and was lost in the playoffs. So they didn't win a title that year, and unfortunately the Fakers did. And then last year, 2010, the team makes a deep run into the all the way to the finals again and plays the Lakers but loses game seven. And I do think that – because of Perkins getting hurt in Game 6, um, it just really – they really had no shot in Game 7 in terms of just rebounding and playing interior de- defense. So when they lost that game, I was like, wow, I don't even know if they're going to make it back this following year. And, you know, again, they got a year older. And, you know, I really think Doc Rivers will come back from what we hear from his press conference yesterday. But the general manager, Danny Ainge, has a lot of work to do. I mean, he, he's got – a salary cap to deal issue. Uh, he's got an issue with the salary cap. He's got to decide who he wants to keep, who he doesn't want to keep, if he wants to make any trades. But, um, you know, this team definitely needs to retool and just build up a younger, faster team again. Because, DG, I had said before the series started between the Heat, I said that the Celtics were the team that were going to be able to execute late in the games. And it was just like the complete opposite. The Celtics were all about turnovers, all about slow play poor shooting, and it was actually LeBron James and the Heat that actually brought the great defense, brought the great uh, clutch shots, and made some great you know, great plays at the end of the games, and that's why they're moving on to the Eastern Conference Finals. Why do you think it is that the Celtics weren't able to do that? Because I remember talking about this with you at the beginning of the season, uh, the beginning of the playoffs, and uh, even the series especially. The Celtics, we thought, they obviously have more experience than the Heat. Uh, LeBron James seems determined to get a ring, to go and, you know, fess up for what he did. He he apologized for that whole debacle with the decision, which is, you know, interesting coming at this point. He seems to get very emotional. But um, why do you think it was that he were able to turn on like that? And, yeah, the, the Celtics are old-er, but uh, what do you think changed, sir? Why do you think the Celtics didn't have the guts, you know, that they couldn't show some guts and, and get it done? I think that, the, you know, they, they should have gotten game one, and when they didn't get game one, I thought that, they were in somewhat trouble. I didn't think actually the the Heat were going to come back into Boston and win one of the two games, but after winning the first two, I guess Miami had some confidence going to Boston, 
And LeBron James, you know, has been, you know, not cursed or jinxed, but he just hasn't been able to get the job done against the Celtics the last couple of years in his career as a Cleveland Cavalier. And this year it seemed like the team rallied around him and really wanted to win for him. And, you know, as much as that, you know, makes me, like, you know, infuriated, infuriated but uh, they, they really rallied around LeBron James, and LeBron James was able to carry the team, especially, I mean, you asked me uh, in our production meeting today, you said, what did I think of LeBron James' performance? And I thought that, you know, he made some clutch shots again last night, especially the fact that the Celtics were up six, and all of a sudden, before you know it, uh, the next 16 points are scored by Miami, and all of a sudden Miami wins by 10 points. So uh, with that said, I think Miami is now primed to uh, beat the Chicago Bulls and go to the finals. Do you think the Heat are going to be able to go all the way, sir? I think that's a good question. I mean, people are already picking the Heat to go all the way now with no, you know, the Lakers are not uh, in the West anymore, and the, the, they beat the Boston Celtics. Um, you know, LeBron James overcame the Celtics, so people are thinking they are, but I think that <laughs> I think there's just two more big hurdles that the Heat have to overcome. I don't think the Chicago Bulls are going to be that big of a hurdle because Derrick Rose, I think, is doing it all by himself in Chicago right now, and I think that he'll actually get tired when he has to go play the Miami Heat because, you know, they're a young, fast team just like he is, uh, just like the Bulls are with Derrick Rose. But um, I think that the, the Heat are going to run into some trouble with the the Mavs and or the Oklahoma Thunder. I just don't see Memphis getting there to the finals. Um, but I do see either Dallas or Oklahoma. And hopefully it's, you know, the Mavs because the team that – I always feel like the team that slays the Dragon, like they slayed uh, the two-time defending champions, the Lakers, I feel like they deserve to get to the finals and hopefully win a championship, sir. All right. You know, we, we hope and pray. I mean, you know, I don't know about <laughs> praying, but – Hopefully the uh, yeah. <laughs> hopefully the the Celtics uh, you know wait till next year. Hopefully the Heat don't win because the truth of the matter is, you know what? I don't like the Celtics. I don't like LeBron James. I have nothing. I mean the Celtics. I don't like the Heat. I don't like LeBron James. I have nothing against Dwayne Wade or whatever the hell his name is. However you, you pronounce that. You know when I have a kid, I'm gonna give him a, I'm gonna give him a name like David, but I'm gonna leave out the A and the I and just replace it with random letters and see if people can pronounce it the correct way. Kind of like Dwayne. But the Y is in there, but let's get rid of it. Anyway, I don't want the Heat to win. Why? Because this, I think it's a bad precedent, you know. These guys joining up together and saying, hey, let's go to this team and let's win. No, show some guts. Get your own team. LeBron, if he had gotten some help in Cleveland, he could have won with his hometown, won with that Francis, and he didn't. He took the money, he ran, he did that ridiculous, you know, uh, ESPN decision thing, and you make us all sick. So I'm hoping that anybody, and I mean anybody, other than the stinking heat, can win, sir. That, you know that is, you know, the big yeah. thing for me. You know what's funny, DG, is that, like, you know, people will be thinking, like, as you just said, like, how you want, you, you're sick and tired of, like, a team or a group of players ganging up and just joining a team to win the title. But And people are going to think that, wait a minute, didn't the Boston Celtics do that too in 2008? But actually, uh, the Boston Celtics actually traded for Kevin Garnett. It wasn't that Kevin Garnett was a free agent and went yeah, to the Celtics. I remember. He was, he was, yeah, it was actually a trade. Yeah, I just wanted to mention yeah. that because people are going to think that, well, you're mentioning the Heat did it. Well, what's wrong because the Celtics did it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're right. And the truth is that I remember that trade to Minnesota and uh, from the from the, Cavalier, or the Cavaliers, from the Timberwolves. I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. I remember that trade, and I remember, and I've told you this before, I remember saying the Celtics are going to win it all this year, and they did. I got one prediction right, considering all my other predictions are wrong. But 
there was a trade. They had Pierce. You know, Rondo was coming up in the ranks. So, so there, there was no let's sign this guy and sign this other guy. And let, no, you know what? Let's make a couple phone calls. Hey, Chris, is LeBron. How about we go to Miami and just sign there and do what we got to do and win a title? Oh, that's a great idea, LeBron. That way neither one of us has to, you know, start from scratch and have our own team. Let's go. I mean, th- that upsets me. And I, like, right. like you said, sir, the Celtics didn't do that. I have respect for the Celtics. You know what? Even even with Kobe and stuff, like it, in L.A., it, it wasn't like that, you know? And, right. and that's the thing that I like about that, even with the Lakers. You know, Kobe was always with them. Kobe stayed there, boom, they got Shaq. But that wasn't, you know, multiple guys deciding to come together and sign with one team. So, you know, I'm glad you threw that out there because, team, you know, people may say that, but they would be igno- incorrect and they would be ignorant on that yeah. point there. Right. The one thing I also want to mention, and I don't know if you're going to bring it up, so I might as well bring it up now, but, you know, I talked to a couple people and I read about the media, but tell me what you think, and I, I'll give you my thoughts, and then we can just close the season on the Boston Celtics, is that after the game was over last night, the entire team, except for maybe Ray Allen and Doc Rivers, walked off the court without congratulating the Miami Heat. Now, do you think that the media always makes a big deal of that, that the fact that the, the they're calling the Celtics classless for not congratulating the Heat on the court. I always feel like, yeah, you might, they might have not congratulated them on the court because they were, you know, annoyed and, and um, you know, just upset that they lost at that point. But, you know, what's to say that Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce don't go knock on the Miami Heat locker room and just congratulate them as they're leaving the stadium? I agree. I mean, that's possible, you know. And the truth of the matter is, but let's be honest, Joe, the media makes a big deal about everything. And I think that's why so many fans, so many people stay away from, you know, media and even talk radio. Not us, because we tell like it is. But, like, let me give an example to parallel this. Um, the, I was listening to Boomer and Carlton this morning, and they were making a big deal about how David Wright was getting a second day off. He was off yesterday because the Mets got rained out. And they were, oh, no, he's getting a second day off. And he's not injured. You know, if I was a coach, I would be like, you know what? David, you can sit for a whole series. Get some rest. It's a long season. Go, sit down. We're okay right now. It's the beginning of the year. And the fact is the media grab onto anything. Do I think the Celtics are classes for not doing that? Part of me, yes, because I remember you know playing ball and stuff. You were kind of forced to do it. But at the same time, you don't want to congratulate people. You don't want to. Go. You just lost. You just got your guts ripped out. You don't want to go congratulate and shake hands and kiss kiss each other on the lips and talk about hey, you know what? That you did a great job. No, you're upset. You're angry. And I can understand it as a as a sportsman myself. You know, obviously not at that level. That's the last thing you want to do in baseball, Joe. When you win, what do you do? You congratulate your team on the field. You don't congratulate the other team. They do it in, in, in basketball. They do it in football. Eh, it's stupid. Uh, you know what? I wouldn't want to congratulate. The only person that I consider classless when it comes to that is your boy, Bill Belichick, up in New England. His, his hatred of Eric Mangini, to me, that was classless. What he used to do to Mangini, that was classless because he had a right. personal grudge against him. But I don't know, man. I, I guess you can kind of go both ways on it, but I personally do not think that – the Celtics are classless for, you know, dropping like a top. And you touched upon it. It's funny that you, you – uh, that was my next point was that I think baseball out of the four major sports is the only sport that doesn't, like, uh, console or congratulate the other team because in football at the end of the game you pretty much have the teams coming across and congratulating or saying good luck or whatever, nice win. In basketball sometimes you have that done. And in hockey it's actually a tradition that the teams line up at center ice and they actually shake each other's hands when the series is over in the playoffs. Yeah. But why don't they do it in baseball? 
<laughs> I mean, I guess for baseball is the only true sport that, you know, we don't give a damn about the other team. We just beat you. We're not going to just now, and, you know, I'm not going to come congratulate you after you beat me in the playoffs. All right, but let me ask you, what do you think? Do you, do you think that you should do it? Because I personally don't. I think it's stupid. I mean, in the Christian softball league, that's one thing because you're trying to be Christ-like and all that other stuff. But you know mm-hmm. what? I don't want to congratulate you. I got my gut stomped out. I just got no hit. You know, my season is over. You know, one thing that upsets me, sir, and I kind of like if the Celtics didn't do it because they were upset, I kind of like it because it shows me that these guys actually care about winning. These guys actually care about going all the way as opposed to my Mets. And it's like, oh, well, you know, we lost, whatever. Well, hey, guys, we'll come back. <laughs> no, I want to hear these cl- these bums these friggin' bums making zillions of dollars. I want to hear them upset. I want to hear them pissed. I want to hear them. You know what? No, this is this. My heart got ripped out tonight. I, our team lost. I'm upset. I don't want to hear. Hey, we'll get them next year. Hell no, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear. You know what? This pissed me off. We're gonna come back. We're gonna we're gonna stomp their guts in. We're gonna kick their doors in. Next year it's gonna be different. We're gonna win. I want to hear guys get pissed. I want to hear guys tell me, you know what? I haven't slept. I'm not gonna sleep for a week after this loss. I don't want to hear, hey guys, <laughs> it's okay. That makes me want to vomit. And I remember in '06 when the Mets lost. I remember hearing guys like Beltran, who I've become a fan of now, but I remember the time I wasn't like, ah, oh, you know what. No, tell me that you're upset. Tell me that you're making millions of dollars. But you know what? Take it personal because we fans take it personal. You're playing taps at the beginning of the friggin' this, this show because we're talking about the death of the Celtics season. You know what? Show some guts. And, I, and I'm not going to play that sound bite, but let's show some guts. That makes me sick. So I don't know about you, but that attitude from athletes makes me sick. So if my team lost and they go off the field upset or the, or the court, I'd rather see that than guys like, yeah, whatever, no big deal. I'm going to go get trashed anyway. You know, it's always next year. I don't want to hear that, sir. I agree with you uh, wholeheartedly, and I just want to also mention that um, I know this is really not um, not as important as like when the season's over and congratulating, but the Celtics actually, if you pay attention to them the last three years, last four years, whenever uh, a guy in the Celtics fell onto the floor, they did not want to get picked up by the other team. I don't know if you ever pay attention to that. When guys fall to the floor in basketball, sometimes you have the other team help the guy up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, KG and Paul Pierce, whenever they were on the floor flopping around, whatever they were doing, they always wanted their teammate to pick them up because they refused to have the other team help them in any capacity. And they did that till their, their last game last night. And um, I, I agree with you. They shouldn't be congratulating the other team, especially after you just lost. I mean, you know how, how annoyed and pissed off I'd be? I mean, I, I'd be walking off the court the, the minute the buzzer went off. So I'm with you on I that I think one. about this, sir. Think about this before, we, you know, to close out because we have something else we need to get into. Um, we have Jayla waiting on the phone. Think about this: if you lose the Super Bowl, you lost the biggest game of your life. And let's be honest, the Super Bowl is not a game where a lot of teams go there, you know, on a regular basis. You make it to the Super Bowl, you need to win because you know what? You may never get there again, as Boomer Esiason can attest to. If you lose, do you really want to go and congratulate the, the other? Hey, man, you know, I would be going nuts. My whole, this is my career. This is the biggest moment of my life, and I lost. My team lost. We couldn't get the job done. I don't want to go congratulate the other team. Does it make me a sore loser? I don't give a crap. That's the last thing that I want to do, sir. So I just have to throw that on you before we, uh, you know, lock it up and throw away the key. I am ready to lock up the and throw away the key for this NBA season, provided, like I, like you said, and I'll agree with you, provided that the Miami Heat do not win a title this year. They can't, sir. If they do, then you know what? We need to move to Zimbabwe because uh, that would make me sick to my stomach. All right, sir. Uh, moving on to our next next 
segments. I will just um, say that we haven't talked about this at all, but it is mainstream. And uh, by hearing this little intro, you let me know what this is all about. Hold on a second, sir. Right Sounds like a good show. Yes, folks, that is the sound of the intro to American Idol. And since we haven't really been talking about American Idol, I thought it would be great to actually bring on to our show our very own J-Lo, not the J-Lo that's on the show American Idol, but our very own J-Lo, special close personal friend of ours, and also loyal listener to Pure Gold. Jen, how are you doing tonight? <laughs> I'm all right, guys. How are you? Good. DG, she asked, how are you? Oh, I'm doing good. Sorry, I just figured since I don't know anything about American Idol, I was going to mute my uh, my microphone for the next like ten minutes. Oh, <laughs> nice. Whatever you want. <laughs> whatever you want. All right, Jen. Let's get right into this season. Like, um, let me just ask you first. This was the first season of American Idol that had no Simon Cowell. You know, the witty, sarcastic judge who kind of reminds me of me, which I personally couldn't get into the season without having him on the show as the judge. What do you actually think? about this year's judges, Steven Tyler and Jennifer Lopez, as this year's judges? Um, I really like them. Um, it's a different atmosphere. They're more they're more of a musical artist, and it's easier for them to really, really know what the idol contestants are, you know, thinking and feeling. So I, right. I like them. I like them. Steven Tyler's a riot, though. He's, like, always, like, hitting on the chicks and... <laughs> it's pretty fun. Now, would you say like is there anybody out of the three that was the that has picked up where Simon left off in terms of being critical or are they all lovey-dovey? No, I think uh Randy's pretty hard. Um yeah. he's pretty hard on him this year. I mean, not all the time though cuz everybody is just so good. They're amazing singers this year. Right. That that was actually my next question, but I'll just ask it again. What did you did you think that the talent this year was better than all the other years um, so far? Um, I think in a way yes, because like in the beginning it was just so exciting for you know because it's American Idol, you're going to pick somebody you know non-famous person and make them famous. So that was right. a big deal back in when it first started. But now this year, uh, I think. They're going to get blown away. Everybody who is in this show are going to make it big. So you think that, like, at least the top ten, or would you say top five, are probably going to get some type of music uh, deal with a record no, I, company? I, no, I, I I think the top ten, at least the top ten, definitely. Wow. I remember really one good. year, yeah, I remember one year a couple of years ago that the top, the top ten, all of them I really liked, and I went to go see them live. I forget. I think it was the year that... Mm-hmm. Jordan Sparks won it, but um, so you're saying this year is just as talented as any other year so far? Oh yeah, or even more. Okay. They could be more talented. I yeah, was Joe, if too. I could, uh, yeah, go if ahead, I sir. could interject here for a second. Uh, one thing that I've always liked about American Idol, and I'm not, I can't lie here, I'm not a fan of the show. I don't watch it. I've seen it bits and pieces. I know what the show's about. But one thing that I've always found fascinating, and I think is great about it, is that I'm sure that at this point, with so many people uh, becoming famous from the show, like you know, Chris Daughtry, Kelly Clarkson, Carrie Underwood, and the like, you know, not to mention those who have not become famous. But on a show like that, so many talented people out there singing, like Jen is saying, maybe the top talent will get record deals. 
just being on American Idol, just being on the show, just being in the top 24, you know what? There's music producers, there's record producers who are going to see you, and they're watching this show thinking, you know what, I'm gonna, I might sign him. I'm going to try to get in touch with her. I'm going to see if she wants to cut a, uh, you know, an album or, or wants to get a deal. It's just such a great opportunity to be up there, to be recognized, because, all right, you don't win, but look at Daughtry. Daughtry didn't win American Idol, but he's probably you know, the most famous out of them all, and he's one of the you know, better singers and has had a pretty successful music career. So American Idol itself is such a great vehicle for you know, the aspiring talent in America, just to, or you know, wherever, to be able to, to use that platform to jump off to something else. So I just wanted to throw that in there because I've always found that fascinating about, about the show. You agree, Jen? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I do. I, I, I agree with that. All right. I heard uh, this morning on Boomer and Carton, because I listened to them in the morning on 660 WFAN, they were talking about, and uh, I only heard a little bit of it, but there was a performance by one of the contestants, her name was Haley, called House of the Rising Sun. Now, do you think that was the best performance of the year so far? And did you listen to it, first of all? Um, I... It was really good. It was a good performance, but I don't really care for Haley. <laughs> so, um, so I mean, she she's never really sparked that goosebump in me. You know what I mean? You know, she never right. gave me that you know excitement. So I don't. I mean, it was a really good performance. Like I said, they're all really really good, and you know, it just it's the the votes. You know, that's what's going to come down to. Speaking of votes, have you been voting at all this year, or not really? You know, out of all these years, it's the first year I voted on American Idol. Really? I've voted, yes, out of all these years. I'm This is the first year I voted, because it was so easy wow. it was online this year. Right. <laughs> well, let's yeah, get into... This... Yeah, go ahead, sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, let's get into like tonight's show. Tonight was the results show, so who got eliminated tonight? Um, tonight was a pretty big upset, I think. Um, James Durbin, the rocker, is gone. Um, wow. Yeah, that was a big uh, upset. For, for Not for me, but for a lot of people coming up. I think he's going to, you know, everybody tomorrow is going to be crying all over the place. But um, he, uh, yeah, it was pretty sad. <laughs> is it he's is a, it interesting? A, right. Go ahead. No, I was, was going to say, is it interesting that um, Daughtry got eliminated fourth? And now James Durbin got eliminated fourth? I just think that, um, I think that American Idol is definitely not where a rocker belongs. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. even though he's, they're, they're both very talented, and like James Durbin, you're not, you, that's not the last you've heard of this kid. You know what I mean? That's definitely. Same thing with Daughtry. You know? Right. He's definitely, they're both going to definitely, well, he, like, Daughtry's already doing what he's supposed to be doing, and so James will be doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. And now next week is when, you know, the final three always travel back to their hometowns, and they always, you know, they always give you a what they did that week in their hometowns, and then, you know, eventually we vote down to our final two. So with that said, Jen, who do you think is going to be in the final two? Because, you know, I had actually thought James was going to be one of the final two. But who do you think are going to be one of the final two? Yeah, I also thought James was going to be in the bottom two, but uh, I think um, I think for the bottom two is going to be Lauren, um, mm-hmm. Lauren Elena, and 
I think they're going to go with the two girls. I think they're going to go Lauren Elena and Haley Reinhardt. So a female versus a female. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting this year. Um, I don't think Scotty's going to do it because, I mean, he could, but he's country. You know, and country, the only country really came out of that was, um, (coughs) Carrie. what's what's her name? Carrie Underwood. Carrie Underwood? Yes. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. You know what's you know what's funny, right? Sorry. You know what's funny, DG, is that Hulk Hogan actually showed up on American Idol a couple weeks back, or maybe a couple months back, and maybe Jen and could tell James us a Durbin, little bit. Right? Yeah, and he actually. Yeah, he picked James <laughs> Durbin to win it all, and I actually thought that, you know, I thought Hulkster was going to be right on that one. I thought James Durbin was going to win it all, but like Jen says, it seems like American Idol is not for the rocker because you figure Adam. Um, I forget his last name. Adam didn't win it a couple of years ago, and this year James Lambert? Durbin didn't. Yeah, Adam Lambert didn't yeah. win it a couple of years ago, and Daughtry didn't win it. You know, they both got eliminated fourth. Adam Lambert got eliminated third, I believe. So, with that said, I mean Hulk Hogan is wrong as always, but it was interesting. I think that was <laughs> one of the. I think that was one of the only episodes, Jen. I'll be honest with you, that I watched because I heard Hulk Hogan was going to show up. So I had to see what that little <laughs> bum was going to do. So of course, yeah. And then finally, my final question is, and I'm sure I'm going to let DG and, and J-Lo take this question because I have not seen one bit of it, is that there's this new show on NBC called The Voice. Can you just give us some brief thoughts about it, what you think about it, and what, how the show actually works, and tell me what you think so far about it? That's a really long question. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I like The Voice. Um, I've been watching it, um, not you know live or anything. I've been watching it on demand, which is kind of cheating but um yeah i like it uh it's totally different it's no american idol it's no american's got talent it ain't nothing like that <laughs> um it's um it starts off with a you know a select group of singers unknowns that they pick throughout the country um they pick so many and they all go and do a blind sing test singing test so um there's four judges uh, the guy from Rune 5, Lee Singer, Adam, I think his name is. Yeah, Adam Sunson, um, I forget his name, last name. Yeah. Um, CeeLo, which is interesting. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> um, a country singer, Blake, and Christina Aguilera. So it's interesting group. I mean, it's like different people from different types of music, which is always good, you know. Yeah. And yeah. they get to, they have to choose these people without seeing their faces, which is yeah. awesome because looks are deceiving, you know? Yeah, it reminds me of the it reminds me of that episode. Of, I've only seen one episode of the show a couple of weeks ago, <clears throat> actually right before PG. I think it was last uh, Tuesday when we had Laura Rubinson on, as a matter of fact. And I thought the show was interesting in the sense that <clears throat> I liked it better than American Idol because, like you said, you have the, the judges aren't even looking at the person, so there's no preconceived notion. This is a whole bit about this one girl who's, like, covered in tattoos, and they wouldn't show you what she looked like, but she's a really talented singer. And it's interesting because then if if the the first judge to turn around gets to pick the person, right, but that that singer, that contestant has to then say, you know, let's say two people turn around. Let's say me and Joe are the judges and we turn around. That that person has to pick if they want to be with me or with Joe, which I think is interesting because the, the, you give the contestant the ability to choose which singer they want to be with. And plus, you know Christina Aguilera. We know CeeLo. Um, the the country guy, I, 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 Blake, I don't even remember what the guy's name was, but there was one part where 
this girl who had an amazing voice sang a song that his fiance sings or that he wrote for his fiance, I forget what, and he hated it. You know, he didn't like it. The girl was super talented, but nobody picked her. And I remember my wife feeling so bad for her. And, you know, it's just kind of interesting. It goes to show you uh, the differences between a show like that versus American Idol, where you're just everybody singing, here's a song, we judge you, you're great, you suck. I really liked the concept of the voice versus American Idol. I do too. I think it's um I think it's totally new. It's a, a total total different take on everything. And yeah. like now the um they did two shows of the um blind, you know, um how would you say? Um the blind uh you know, singing, right? And then yeah, now yeah. they're into now they're into the point of um there's like a duel, a singing duel. So oh yeah, the teams facing each, off against each other. Yeah, each each um, judge has eight people. They get to pick. They get to pick two of the people on on their team to p- compete against, and they have to sing the same song at the same time. And then after they sing, the judge has to pick one of them to go home. Yeah. <clears throat> so these are the only. Today. It's, it's it's absolutely it's it's amazing and but the only thing about the singing duel is they get to see the people now. So in some sense you're saying okay they're looking at the person and okay like one guy sang better than the other guy to me and they picked the guy who looked better in my point of view. Yeah. So in the this now it's starting to get a little shaky and they should have just kept it and try to do it in some kind of different kind of way. That you, the judges still didn't, weren't able to see them because now it's getting to the point where it's not the voice no more. Well, I, right. I think the problem with that though, Jen, is that they already know what the people look like and they know who's on their team, so the judges know who who it is, who's who's singing. So it's kind of like you know the, the the mystique is already gone. I I think my favorite thing about the show versus American Idol and versus America's Got Talent or all those other shows is that all those shows are exactly the same. The voices differ because you have the people, the whole blind thing, and they're turning around, they're picking people. You pick this person, no, I want to be with them. And that's cool versus three judges, they each give their opinion, one gives their opinion, they vote on it, and that's it. So I think the voice is actually kind of revolutionary in that concept, you know, where it's not all like American Idol. So, again, I I kind of prefer that show versus uh, AI, as it were. (laughs) Well, folks, I want to thank you again, Jen, for coming on to the show, and Talking some American Idol, again, I've been watching as much or at all, really, this season. So we do appreciate your analysis, your expert, you know, critiquing. and <laughs> From J-Lo. And thank, and thank you also for giving us some updates and, uh, you know, your your take on The Voice. So, folks, if you tune into The Voice, I believe it's on NBC. Don't know really what nights it's on, but uh, you can check mm-hmm. your local listings, I'm sure. Good, good job, Joe. Tuesdays. <laughs> It's on okay. Tuesday. I only know what time. All right, guys. I think it's right before us, so 9.30. All right, Jen, take good. care. Folks, th- that was our, our version of J-Lo, the one and only. We appreciate her uh, her coming on. And, Joe, let me do the honors and introduce Todd's take as we move on for the rest of the show. We've talked about the Celtics. We've talked about being a you know good teamwork. We've talked about being a bad sportsman, being classless. And we've talked about the classlessness that is American Idol and now the voice and all those other people. Oh, and on a side note, I remember watching that show last week, and I didn't say it to Jen on, but I just remembered, you know, Christina Aguilera 
was showing cleavage left and right, and it was kind of it was just odd. I, I had to turn away from the screen because it, you know every time they showed her, she's had this like super low cut dress, looked very trampish. But aside from that, let's get into Todd's take, which is brought to you by the New Jersey Spartans. Are you built Spartan tough? I know Joe is not. The New Jersey Spartans are. Cheer them on and join them for their return to glory this upcoming season at Belleville Municipal Stadium. Joe is very familiar with the stadium. For game schedule, season passes, game tickets, or just to find out more about the New Jersey Spartans, visit njspartans.com or call 973-SPARTAN. For those of you who can't spell, that's S-P-A-R-T-A-N. Again, NewJerseySpartans.com or call 973-772-7826. Are you built Spartan tough? Are you? <laughs> and with that, allow me to introduce the one and only Todd Johnstone, a.k.a. TJ. How are you doing, sir? Oh, I'm blushing from such a phenomenal intro. Uh, it was good. So, I know it was. In Major League Baseball tonight, <laughs> in Major League Baseball tonight, the Mariners finally lose to the Orioles 2-1 to one in the 12th <laughs> inning. The Mets finally finish off the Rockies 9-5. to five. Yes. The Royals top the Yanks 11-5. to five. It was a good night in baseball tonight. The Nats lose to the Braves in the 10th. The Rays top the Indians 7-4. to four. Cards over the Cubs 9-1. to one. D-backs lose to the Giants 3-2. to two. And the Dodgers lead the Pirates in the third, but they have been postponed. In the NHL, Game 7 of the Western Conference semifinals, the Red Wings won Sharks 2, closing out the second period with six minutes to play. That series is tied 3-3. In the NBA, Game 6 of the Eastern Conference semis, the Bulls have taken out the Hawks 93-73, to and the Bulls now lead that series 4-2. DG? Sorry, Todd. Uh, I was... I was amazed by your, your take, and I was just flabbergasted by it. Speaking that of that, sir, look, yeah, I know, I know. It's, it's, Joe, okay. it's a joke. Come on. I mean, please, you know. Right. Would, would you show some guts, please? Folks, as always, I have no idea what time it is. It's 1030-something. Let's get into the one and only Todd's take. So, Todd, please take it away. So, I was in the gym earlier tonight, and uh I'm, I'm on the elliptical machine next to this this uh, lovely young woman, and we're watching ESPN News. And the two stop, top stories of the day today were, one, Tiger Woods. Well, we're not going to talk about him because we don't talk about golf on this show. And the other was, of course, King James. Now, let me just say, I have no idea if LeBron's decision to join the Heat will get him a title. I mean, it seems to be working out pretty good so far, though. I have no idea if he should have joined the Knicks or the Bulls. In fact, I don't really care. I have no favorite NBA team, and I'm indifferent towards the league. For some reason, though, I did watch every minute of the decision. LeBron's decision-making process was drawn out. It was over-publicized. It was narcissistic and cruel and even Favre-like. He had non-basketball fans like me watching. And in the end, isn't that really the point? LeBron milked it. So what? He spoiled everything, though, when he joined the Heat, in my opinion. I mean, first he passed up on three great storylines. I mean, LeBron returns to Cleveland and promises championship to the agonized Cleveland sports fan. Or LeBron follows in MJ's footsteps and heads to the Bulls. And even 
LeBron saves basketball in New York. He could have gone to either team, and that would have been great. That would have lit a fire underneath that rivalry. You would have had crosstown throwing of axes back and forth for, for years to come. Going to any of these three cities would have instantly made him more popular rather than the huge decrease in popularity that he gained by joining Bosch and Wade, in my opinion. He's a heel, but no wrestling talk. Second, he ruined the opportunity of a rivalry but LeBron's Bulls, Knicks, Nets, Cavs versus Wade's, Bosch's Heat. I mean, an Ovechkin-Crosby-type rivalry, perhaps? I mean, even I might have watched some of those games. Well, probably not. Instead, he created a Heat versus the league season. I will say this has totally justified why I dislike the NBA. I mean, there's no excitement in the season, and there's zero excitement in the playoffs. I mean, in the NBA, there are no upsets because all the stars group together. Even this year with the Lakers and the Celtics out early, was anybody really surprised? I mean, let me just say, I mean, LeBron James doesn't owe anything to the Cleveland or New York or Chicago, et cetera, et cetera, fan. I mean, he, or city. He doesn't owe anything to the league. In fact, they all owe him something for me even mentioning their names for creating any kind of excitement around their team whatsoever. He does, however, owe something to the fan of the NBA, because without them, he'd just be another guy who didn't go to college and was good at basketball. Give thanks, King James. It won't be long before your throne is taken. I'm Todd Johnstone. JB? Todd, let me just say, well, first of all, it's DG. Let's get that right. Second of all, let me just say that that was by far, in my opinion, the most interesting, and I don't mean to insult you, but, uh, you know, Joe and I always joke about your takes during the take, after the take, before the take, you know, three days later. But that, to me, was the most riveting take that you've done. And, of course, Joe had to be the wise beep and say, you know, you, you, you do the take ten, ten months after his decision. But the fact that it's up in recent uh, talk and everything, he mentioned it yesterday after he whooped single-handedly Joe's disgusting, gutless, coward, scum-sucking, boot-licking, bottom-feeding Boston Celtics. But I love the take, and you know why? Because you're right. If he had done any of those things, it would have energized basketball. Instead, he kicked the Cleveland fans in the groin. He low-blowed everybody else, and he did go heel and joined the NWO down there in Miami. Instead of coming to one of those other three cities, would have revitalized New York, would have revitalized the, uh, the, the Bulls. It would have been amazing to have him on any of them, or even going back to Cleveland. So, sir, you can consider yourself taken. That was awesome. Thank you, TJ. Thank you. Good night, guys. <laughs> good night, Have a good night. JB, I believe you're going to have uh, Fitz uh, let something loose here. Let's drop it like it's hot as we get into Smallville View. And Hans is joining us once again. So, JB. And for 10 years, that was the intro. DG, we have come to the finale. JB, we are not there yet because we still have the finale to watch. But as always, that was classic. Hans, are you emotional yet? That's how you guys do an intro song. That's an intro (laughs) song right there. That was pretty good, I have to admit, Joe. Uh, good, good job on that. Good job queuing that up. So, Hans, how are you doing? Uh, we heard you came down with a bout of uh, diverticulitis like Brock Lesnar, and you weren't able to join us last week. No, nah, I, I had some some other things on the menu. I, 
I heard you had chronic explosive diarrhea. Is that true? No, that was you two weeks ago. I'm sorry. So what's up, sir? So, honestly, I just finished watching last week's episode of Smallville, and I hated it. I hated it. (laughs) It makes me hate the show. It makes me not want to watch the finale. After oh, you will watch it. Crap episodes. Well, yeah, I'm going to watch it, of course. But I, I don't know what the writers are thinking. Why do they put these idiotic filler episodes, especially before the ending, before they bow out gracefully? They gave they give us these two crap episodes. I don't I don't get it. Let me ask you a question, sir. You think it's possible? that they put these horrible episodes on right before the finale just to make the finale that much better? Because if you think about it, and we've always talked about this before the show, and you know we'll probably talk about it you know, for years to come, they were usually only one or two bad episodes per season, and they were somewhere in the middle. But normally the episodes leading up to the finale were amazing. This year, this last season, they didn't do that. I think they're either going to blow us away with the finale so they decided to just give us crap right before, because otherwise it makes no sense. In nine seasons prior to this, they've never worked it out like this. But for some reason, the last season, they decided to give us the worst episodes that should have been in the middle somewhere right before the finale. Any uh, any thoughts on that? I, I hope you're right. I honestly hope you're right because that that would only make – whatever comes out next or tomorrow, actually, will be great. It, it will be better than yeah. what they did. So I, I completely agree with you that they're – Throwing us a couple curveballs just to give us something superb. Yeah. Now, Hans, tell me what, like, give me a couple specifics here on what you didn't like about the show last night. Uh, you know, was it the fact you mean that last Friday or last Friday? Was it the fact that Lois just decided that she can't marry Clark? Was that something that you hated? No, actually, uh, when actually Dave told me about that, gave me, or actually. DG's uh, wife leaked it on Facebook, and I wasn't too surprised. It happened in the comic books. Uh, it happened, I think, on the Lois and Clark show back in the 90s, so that wasn't something I hated. I was kind of expecting it already, because even in comics, Lois doesn't want to marry Clark. It's this whole big deal. Uh, and in the comics, actually, Lana comes in and tells her how great of a guy Clark is and all that, and that's why Lois ends up marrying Clark. What I hated was that Toy Man knows who Clark really, or Superman really is when it took Lana, Chloe, and Pete, Pete? years to figure out that he was the blur. And he Lois, is. don't forget and, Lois. Oh, and Lois. And it took the Toy Man, what, a couple seasons to figure out... And Lex, too. Clark Don't forget Lex. Well, right. Lex knew towards the end, like, after seven seasons. He knew, and then they killed him off. Well, they're bringing him back, sir. <laughs> well, they're bringing him back. And, you know, they could have used these episodes to hint on how he's coming back. There was nothing of that. They, they could have hinted no. at that. You're they absolutely right. And another moment that I hated uh, last week's episode, when he takes out the the crystal and tells him tells Jarrell he doesn't need guidance from him or Jonathan, I thought that was completely and utterly stupid. What kind of person mm-hmm. says they don't need guidance from their parents? 
I mean, I don't care if your parents are crackheads. At least they're giving you some sort of guidance not to do crack. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a bit extreme, sir. But you bring up a good point. The fact that the way that the show has gone, there was no, other than the the toxic gas that came out of Lionel's beep, where he was a dark seed, there was, and he was at Alexis uh, Alexander. You know, you got upset because it wasn't Alexander on the tombstone. Other than that, like eight episodes ago, there's been no indication at all that Lex is coming back. If it wasn't for the fact that we knew Michael Rosenbaum came back, and if it wasn't for the fact that you see the commercials, you'd have no idea that Lex was coming back at all because, you know, it's, it, was like, it was like the tale of two seasons. This has been a pretty weak season, I think, because at the beginning of the year, it was, oh, Lex is coming back, Lex is coming back to Lex clone, this and that. And then when they finally do get Lex, they just basically stop mentioning him for like three months. So, you know, that, that's actually a good point, sir. I really hadn't thought about it. And, and you know what? For so, I don't watch uh, the commercials. I have no idea what the the last episode is going to be about. Everybody keeps talking about the commercials and the trailers. I haven't seen any of that. And if if this is all I've been watching, I, I would have no idea that Lex is coming back. If I lived under a rock and just watched Smallville, I would have no idea that Lex is coming back. Because they haven't hinted at it. And you're right. The whole beginning half, Lex is coming back. It's the clone. No, it's their love child. And now there's <laughs> no mention of him. And they have these two stupid stories with Toy Man being the the head of the new gang. Toy Man? Really? The head of the new gang? You know, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting you say that, sir. Because... I really hadn't thought about it, but you're absolutely right. It, it doesn't even make sense. How are you going to have Toy Man? How are you going to have Toy Man be in charge of anything? Toy Man is a horrible slop fest of a villain that always gets defeated. And you're right. It took everybody so long to figure out his identity, and then, bam, Toy Man figures it out. I mean, I like the fact that they brought a recurring character back. So, you know, he's been in a couple episodes, which is one thing that I've always loved about Smallville. They bring the same actors back to play the same roles, you know, multiple times. But the fact is that, this season, it's just ending. It's just kind of like out of nowhere. Bam, all right, season's over. You know, the the, the Lex thing is, is totally out of left field, makes no sense, and it's really going to hit, like, wow, Lex is back. Oh, okay, well, it's it's barely been mentioned. So it's kind of like, what's the point of, of, of doing it this way? This I honestly think that this season has been very uh, lackluster. And, John, I, don't know if, if you, I know you've hated quite a few episodes. If you want to comment on this book, wouldn't you agree that this 10th season has definitely – the show's going to go out with a bang because of the two-part finale – and I'm sure we'll be pumped to see him fly with the suit and everything else, and Lex actually coming back. But wouldn't you agree that this season's been just, just a, a, a kind of a mixed bag? It's definitely been a mixed bag in terms of Smallville seasons. I mean, I would say more or less, uh, like I've said about Smallville, it was more the show has been more sizzle than steak itself because I think they they teased uh, way too much, uh, not only just with the uniform, but I just think that you know the ten seasons. At least five of the seasons were just one big tease, I thought. And I thought this season was, you're right, it was just not, you know, just not good at all. Um, if I was giving it a 1 to 10, I'd probably give it like a 4 or 5. But my one question to you guys are, because we're all Smallville experts here, is that the way I feel about it is that last week's episode was the, the last episode of season 10. And I feel like the episode tomorrow that we're going to watch is actually the series finale for the entire show so it's going to, like, basically, you know, encapsulate all ten seasons. What do you feel about the fact that I think that, you know, last week was 
the final episode of season 10, and then tomorrow's uh, show is just a series finale for the entire series. Um, EG, you want to go first? or No, you can go, sir. Uh, age before beauty. <laughs> if, if that's the case, then as a season finale episode, it sucked beep. That's what I think. <laughs> because, okay. you, down, sir. you know, most season finales give you some type of cliffhanger. And you're right. It, it did kind of feel like this is the end and uh, tomorrow's episode is actually a two-hour movie event like everybody had hoped. But it it just sucked. This whole season sucked. And giving it a four or five, that's mighty high. I would give it a two or a three. Because so basically, first of all, huh? wait, hold on, sir. Basically, basically, you would say that if you had to sum it up in three words for Smallville, you would say this. Go to hell! <laughs> and not only that, but I think you would agree that we all as fans feel this way. You make us all sick! <laughs> yep. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> God, I, sir, I, I also think, sorry, sir, I, have, I also think that you would agree that after yesterday's episode... And, you know, going into the finale... Oh, uh, is that all? Is that all? Huh? Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how I felt after watching that episode. <laughs> you know, I, I don't understand. I don't understand what they were thinking. We love this show. Let's be honest, folks. I mean, they could, they could have Clark dropping a deuce for half an hour and Joe would be fixated on it. But the truth of the matter is that... This this episode, this season, has just been so. I mean, I can't even. I can't even use use the word that I'm thinking. It's just been so blah and so bland. One gym. thing that I. Per- what happened, sir? It's very Jim. It is very Jim. And one thing, one thing that I hated about this last episode was the fact that Kara and Clark had no interaction. Kind of like how Lionel and Lex are going to have no interaction in the season finale, series <laughs> finale. How is that possible that you write it with their cousins and? Jor-El, you, I have no control over you, Kara, so you must leave. Basically, if you stay, Clark will die, and he will burn in hell forever. But if you leave and go a thousand years into the future, Clark will have 85 babies and be happy. It's your choice. Oh, and by the way, did I forget to mention that you die either way, but you pick. I mean, come on, Jor-El. I mean, come on. Hey, you suck. I like the Zod episode. Can I say that? I think that was the last good episode of the season. I'm sure you guys would agree with me. That was a pretty good episode. With Jonathan Kent? Yeah. What, what no. Was the, no, no, not the Jonathan Kent one. The one with Zod, where Oliver and Zod are, uh, and Clark are all together. There's like three episodes ago. I think right after the Jonathan Kent one. In the Phantom Zone. Oh, okay. Wait. I think that was probably the last good episode. Last good episode was the season nine. Season finale. <laughs> that was the last good episode. Ah, oh, shut one. up. There have been a couple of good episodes this season. You know, my wife the was going pilot, nuts and she. The pilot, the pilot was the last <laughs> good episode. My wife was going nuts on the Twitter and on the Facebook and on everything about how she was upset, the whole uh, Lois leaving thing. And I kind of like the fact that they mentioned Lana Lang because, you know, Lana's slowing it up. I Let me ask you this one. Uh, let me ask you this, sir. Um, what do you think? And I know Joe and I talked about this weeks ago or off the air. They had an interview with Lana or Kristen Kruk where she was like, yeah, basically I have no plans at all on watching the show 
uh, the finale, maybe in like six months. And Joe and I were like, you know what pisses us off as fans? Excuse me. Is that these actors, like, we make them who they are. They wouldn't be famous. They wouldn't be well-known if it wasn't for us buying into them and us liking them and us wanting them to do stuff. So the fact that she's like, ah, you know, whatever, like she, she could care less about Smallville. She was a nobody before Smallville. And as far as I'm concerned, she's a nobody after Smallville because she's done complete crap. Maybe she was decent on Chuck. You would be able to tell me more than anyone because I think you watch that show. But aside from that, I mean, Street Fighter, Chun-Li, you know what? You know what, Lana Lang? I got three words for you. Go to hell! You're absolutely huh? right. These actors are, I don't know what she thinks. She isn't a big-name actress. And for her to say something like that, that's that's just crazy. For Mike Michael Rosenbaum to say, oh, I don't want to do the show, and then finally come on, like, out of some obligation, come on. Don't, don't act like that. You're doing nothing. Your show just got canceled. What else Again. have you got to do? And Chris it, Crook hasn't been doing anything. You're right. Street Fighter was garbage. Chuck, she was on a few episodes, and she was Lana Lang, pretty much. She's <laughs> very, very gin. <laughs> was there anything you liked about the episode, sir? I, I liked that they mentioned Lana and that whole that she she took one for Clark. Yeah. I like that part. I like that they showed the suit. The only thing I would have liked better with the suit part was if Clark would have just zipped on by and took it with him as he left. Yeah. That would have been nice. Either they're showing us to say he's not wearing it, so shut the F up, fans, or he's (laughs) going to wear it and he's going to come back. They're writing that specifically for Joe. That was was a, a jab at Joe. Right there. The writer said, screw JB of PG. He's not wearing it, is what they were saying with that episode. Joe? Yeah, we're spending a whole hour next Tuesday talking Smallville, not only the season finale, the series finale, but in retrospect, we're going to talk uh, a lot of different things. But is there anything that you guys, I mean, we could just make some predictions now. I just have one question, too, about the the finale tomorrow night. Do you think that Clark and Lex are going to be in a lot of scenes together or just the final couple scenes before the series is over? Hans? I hope that they are. I, honestly, what what I believe is going to happen is Lex is going <laughs> to have a lot of scenes with Lionel. And he's then, not going to have any like scenes with Lionel. Towards the end, he's going to have one or two scenes with Clark. Well, actually, Hans, if I can cut you off, I, I have it on good authority. He's going to have zero scenes with Lionel. And almost all of his scenes are going to be Clark-related. How do you feel about that? That's that's great. See, right there, (laughs) they just made up for this whole season. (laughs) That news right there, they just made up for this whole crap season that they gave us. But, but, I mean, come on, man. He he had to have one scene with Lionel. The fact that they're missing that opportunity is just such a terrible... He's going to have a scene with Tess, I know that, which is cool. Um, but the fact that he's not going to have a scene with Lionel, that's just, and Lionel's going to be in the episode, to me, that's just unforgivable. To me, it just shows that the, that the producer of this show... Have some guts! Show some guts! Guts here! That's what it shows me, that the, that the producers of this show have no guts. I, I, I don't know. That's just stupid. 
That's like having Jonathan Kent and Clark not share any scenes with him in it. Or that's like having Kara on the show and having her not share any scenes with Clark. Oh, wait a minute. We just saw that. My bad. <laughs> horrible. It's horrible. You know, I just want to take a crap on this show. You know what? Um, moving on from Smallville real quick, Hans. Um, I don't know if you heard the news, but two things on TV as we can go into Nuggets, our first Nuggets in like a month. NBC has passed on Wonder Woman, so there, there will be no Wonder Woman TV show this fall. Did you hear about that, sir? No, I didn't. This is the first time I heard about it, and it's the second greatest news you've given me tonight, other than <laughs> Mike R. and Clark sharing all the scenes together. Why, why are you so down on Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman sucks. <laughs> it, it sucked in the 70s, and it's going to suck now. What is, she has no story. What are they going to do, Amazon, and have her grow up in the Amazons? For ten seasons, that would be kind of interesting if they did that. that they could have Martha Kent on the show. But Martha Kent could be it. on the they show as her mom. Place her in, in the city, and do what they did in the seventies with Linda Carter. It would it, the show would have gotten canceled, just like Knight Rider. Oh, shut <laughs> up. Mid season, it would have been canceled mid season. As a matter of fact, she probably would have had Kit in the show. And they probably would have had David Hasselhoff guest star and the dude who played Michael Knight Jr. would have been her love interest. What do you think about that, Joe? Yeah, I mean, where was this uh, Where was this conversation last week? I don't know. We were breaking down <laughs> the office, and it seemed like it was a two-man conversation. Yeah, it definitely did. Hey, Hans, let me ask you another question. I know you're not a fan of this show, but did you hear the other news that Ashton Kutcher looks like he's going to be replacing uh, Charlie Sheen on Two and a Half Men? Yeah, I actually read that today, and yesterday... I read that Hugh Grant was supposed to replace Charlie Sheen, and now it's mm-hmm. Ashton Kutcher. It it seems they're just like grasping at straws. They should just. I actually heard that show. Hugh Hefner might replace him on the show. Any any truth to that? That would be hot. I actually I'm reading right now. Tom Welling is going to replace him on the show. <laughs> and not only that, but Tobey Maguire is also going to replace him on the show, and so is Christian Bale. So they're going to share screen time. You know. That show, Two and a Half Men, I've seen it. It's not bad. But to replace Charlie Sheen with anybody is just horrible. They need to cancel the show. Yeah, the show makes money, but it's going to be so bad that it's going to be like The Office, and nobody's going to watch it, and it's going to tank because the main star of the show, the entire show is built around him and his philandering. So once you get rid of the main character, what's the point of the show? It's like Smallville with no Clark. I mean, what are we doing? Let's be honest here. What's going to happen to these shows is the same thing that happened to Scrubs, where in the ninth season, they, the main uh, character, Zach Braff, wanted to leave the show. He did a couple episodes, and the show completely tanked. That's what's going to happen to The Office next season. That's what's going to happen to Two and a Half Men. I agree. Joe, any comments on that? No, I said the same thing last week. <laughs> Of course, Joe, always uh, with, uh, you know, good words and, and good uh, kindness there. Hey, Hans, have you seen any movies lately? No, no. not yet. Of course so. you haven't. DG? Yeah, you know what? Ahead. You guys need to, well, Joe doesn't like anything, but you guys really should check out Thor. Thor was amazing. It was a great movie. It was funny. It was good from beginning to end. Kind of like Fast Five, and it's really worth a, worth a look. I know Shannon uh, was out there talking to me about how, she was going to turn off the show when uh, when I talked about this. I'm not going to give away any spoilers. 
It's a scene at the end that's kind of interesting that ties into the Avengers. But the movie itself was just really, really good. My wife loved it. I loved it. The audience was into it. I know Melissa Ortiz, one of our big fans on Twitter, was really into yeah. it and is in love with Chris Hemsworth. And actually, um, I think she, she wants to have his children. I'm not really sure. The main actor who plays uh, you know, Thor. But uh, you got to check that out. It was an excellent movie. As a matter of fact, you guys should go to the Dining Theater. Not together, of course, because it's kind of weird. But you guys should go to the Dining Theater and watch it because it is that damn good. I feel, just seeing the actor, I feel like he was kind of small to be playing Thor. Like, in in my imagination, Thor is this big, bulky, uh, Triple H-looking type of dude. And this guy is not that. But don't you think that's kind of, like, over the top? If they're going to, I mean, somebody who looked like Triple H, I mean, it should have been Triple H. But if they're going to do somebody like Triple H, I mean, he looks good as Thor because this is kind of the young Thor... Uh, sort of like from the Marvel Unlimited universe, as opposed to uh, the regular Thor, a younger, you know, not a 45-year-old Thor. I mean, I, I kind of liked that. I thought he was a good actor. You, you really should check it out, though. I, I have to admit, it, it's worth it. It's worth it, uh, the dime, sir. I know you're, you're you're famous for being stingy, but you really should check it out. I, I heard Triple H was available. using you with me. <laughs> Sorry, uh, what did you say? Uh, what did you say, Joe? Oh, no, I said I heard, uh, just to answer Hans's uh, point, is that I think Triple H was making Chaperone 3, The Search for 2. <laughs> the Search for Superman 3? Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good, sir. Um, so, Hans, do you have any, uh, what do you expect from the season finale as we uh, as we close up this, this slot fest? I just hope it's great. I hope it makes up for this season. I expect Clark to actually fight. I don't understand why he only fights. When he has no powers, and I hope they share some great lines between Lex and Clark, some phenomenal lines that we could post up on Twitter and Facebook and have as our statuses. Uh, right. Are you really going to do that? Because I have no, I have no intention of doing that. <laughs> I believe that you will be doing that. I have it on good authority that you are going to do that. I hear Clark's no. gonna ask. I hear Clark's gonna ask Lex, "How's your dad doing?" And he's like, "How would I know? I haven't seen him in a couple of years." <laughs> Hans, uh, Hans is just so does. caught up in the. Hans is just is just so caught up in the moment. But as always, Hans, yep. we appreciate your take. You know, we're you and I are gonna watch the show on Sunday, so we'll definitely have a lot to talk about. Um, you know, we're gonna have a small little party. We're just gonna cry our eyes out, and just the fact that it's over. My wife will probably be cursing at the television as it comes on because she gets so upset with Lois and how stupid she is. And my wife basically wishes that Lois would die. So I, I may not bring her. I'm not sure. She may not be allowed to watch the show. But um, it's definitely gonna be good. Joe, what are you gonna do for uh, for the show? Anything anything special? Well, this past season, all I've really done is DVR it so that I don't have to watch the commercials or anything like that. And I can fast forward it and I, I watch it like as soon as it goes off the air. So. I'll have to wait until 10 o'clock to watch it tomorrow night. I'll be watching it right after it plays on the WB. The WB, sir? I'm pretty sure it's not on the WB anymore. All right. What channel is it on? CW. Um, it, yeah, it's on the CW. Oh, my bad. Cruiserweight for the last couple of years. Let's calm down, folks. My DVR sets it to record. I don't care. I don't give a damn what channel it's on. I will be watching tomorrow night. <laughs> Wow, you are you are out of control, sir. You are absolutely out of control. Call the cops. Well, Joe, uh, I'm extending an invitation. 
if you want to watch it with us on Sunday, you're more than welcome to. All right, thanks. <laughs> hey, Joe won't be coming. Joe, Joe's just coming to the so you can forget about that, Hans. You know what I think about Joe? This is exactly what I think. That's what I think. That's what I Not thought that. his response to my invitation was. He's like, all right. You make us all sick. That's what I think. As a matter of fact, this is what this is what I would tell Joe. Great, if I was the commissioner, I'd be out there on Monday. He'd be out. He'd be gone. 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 For the For show. show. He would be off this show if I was running the show. But Hans, as always, a pleasure. I'll see you on Sunday because we're gonna lock it up and throw away the key. Smallville comes to an end. Hopefully, we get some callers on that show Tuesday and. Hopefully we won't just waste an entire hour of potential programming talking about the season finale in the show. So bring it on Tuesday, sir. It'll be good like no one else. All right, guys. I'll see you on Sunday, and I'll see Well, I'll talk to everybody on Tuesday. Yes, All right, sir. sir. Have a good evening. Uh, folks, that was one only Hans joining us for Smallville View. JB? Thank you, sir. Um, did, before we uh, bring this puppy to an end, um, didn't you see another movie uh, Tuesday? Um, no, I didn't. I actually saw one today. Oh, it was uh, Tyler, Tyler Perry's uh, Happy Family or something like that, Medea's Happy Family. You know what? I don't even know what the hell the movie was called. So, uh, you know what, Fitz, look that up for me. It was a pretty good movie. You know, I don't really want to get into it. I don't even know you brought it up, but that's something you would do. It was Tyler Perry's Medea's Big Happy Family. It was actually pretty good. The ending was very odd. But aside from that, um, aside from that, it was a good movie. My wife and I were into it. It was pretty funny. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the Medea movies. I don't know, something about a man cross-dressing. and I, I don't know. It's just not my cup of tea, as it were. But the movie was pretty good. It had some good moments. It was funny. And I was excited about that. So, you know what? My wife enjoyed it. She, you know, I, I really went to the movie to, to see it for her because, you know what? After all, she is my wife. So I love her because I hug her, you know, like I hug my mother. And I love her for being my mother. JB? Yeah, right. So uh, do you got any nuggets before we uh, close this bad boy? No. I, you know, I don't think that nuggets are necessary, sir. I think that uh, enough's enough. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, Tuesday should be a fun show. Hopefully, we can fill an hour of Smallville. It seems like if we if we can't fill an hour of Smallville to talk about the ten season, something's definitely wrong with us. Because again, it's it's been about a third of our lives that we've been watching this show. We should be able to to definitely talk about all different aspects of the show on Tuesday. Yeah, we we, we definitely have. It's been <coughs> excuse me. It's been a it's been a good ride. It's been a long ride, and you know what? Five months into this show. It's been quite a ride. Hopefully we'll be able to do this for 10 years and be rich and famous and retire early and buy our kids and our grandkids whatever they want because we were able to make that money off the pure gold. So once again, our sponsor for the evening was the New Jersey Spartans. Are you built Spartan tough? The New Jersey Spartans are. Cheer them on and join them for their return to glory. This upcoming season in Belleville Municipal Stadium, for game schedule, season passes, game day tickets, or just to find out more about the New Jersey Spartans, visit njspartans.com. I don't think I need to tell you that there's a www at the beginning of that. Or call 973-SPARTAN. 
Again, njspartan.com or call 973-772-7826. Are you built Spartan tough? Ah, Gotta love it. JB, I'd like to thank you for coming on, as always, being a great guest on the show. We'd like to thank Hans <laughs> for joining us. We'd like to thank J-Lo, our J-Lo, the real J-Lo, for joining us this evening to talk about American Idol. For those of you fans out there, of course, we thank you for listening and following us, as always. Once again, you can call us, not now because the show is coming to an end, 714-364-4721. And, of course, as always, I'd like to thank Fitz, our soon-to-be ex-producer, Jose, our media director, Kelly, our board op, you, the listening audience, once again, I'd like to thank you four, five, six, seven times a show. For JB, this is DG of Pure Gold reminding you to always keep it PG. Good night, everyone.